Hey, welcome to episode 30 of Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan, and this week, ladies and gentlemen, we once again have something different for you. So if you've been following Steve and myself through our podcasting journey, then you may be aware that it's preacher season, or at least it's going to be preacher season. Now hold up, that does not mean you go outside immediately and start shooting preachers. Not what we're getting at. Not even close. But what I am talking about is the awesome television show, Preacher, that debuts Sunday, June 24th. We're going to get season three, guys, and it's going to be awesome. I have a very strong feeling about this. For those that are unfamiliar, we do have a whole other podcast, guys, and it's called The Word, the unofficial Preacher podcast, where we pretty much do a breakdown week to week of the goings-on of the series. We break the shit down, too. Like, we really, really get into it. And we actually love it. We have a lot of fun. That's where we got started, and season three is upon us. So... Steve and I thought it would be a good idea to do something. We, we introduced the Preacher fans to Heroes of Noise by dropping the first Heroes of Noise episode into the feed. So we're going to do the same thing this time around, guys. We're going to go ahead and drop the first Preacher show, the first Word show, into the Heroes of Noise feed. And we're calling it episode 30. You know, we're cross-promoting. We would like you guys to come along. Now, guys, you don't need to be familiar with Preacher to listen to this, okay? I mean, we'll be talking about some things and you'll be like, huh? Who's Grandma? Who's this? Who's that? But we don't really get into it that much. What we're doing, actually, is we're breaking down the trailer. And somehow we managed to turn that into like almost two-hour show because we're Steve and Dan and we really like to bullshit and talk a lot. But I think this is a really good starting point. And you guys can kind of dip your toe in the water and see if the word is something that you'd like to follow along with. Oh, and by the way, I have very good reason to believe that Season 3 is going to be awesome. So you might want to jump on now. You can find Preacher on Hulu right now. You can watch seasons one and two on Hulu. There's other ways of checking it out, but get it on iTunes or something like that, or maybe you DVR'd it. I don't know. Go to AMC. Actually, yes, you could go to amc.com, and you can check out the shows there too. I forgot about that. So if it's something you're into, we hope you come along because we're in for a lot of fun this season. We are still going to be doing Heroes of Noise. Uh, we're going to do it. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do that yet, but we will get it done because that's what we do. But really what we wanted is for you guys to hear the show, see if it's something you'd be into, and again, jump on the train, come along, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. That's my intro. I'm not going to go too much further into it because you're about to listen to the show, and I hope you do. We had a lot of fun recording this one, and we're actually very eager to get back in touch with the listeners because they are super good at corresponding with us and, and you know making the show more interactive. We voicemails the whole bit. And nothing on this one, by the way, but we wanted to let, you know, tap them on the shoulder, wake them up a little bit and let them know that the word is back. So again, I hope you enjoy this, ladies and gentlemen. Steve is doing well. We're not doing this because he's off doing something fun or anything like that. In fact, I think he is just getting to work right now. But I wanted to record this for you guys, just so you know what's up and you don't turn off thinking that we did something weird. So check it out. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast, season three, pregame. See what I did there? Hope you enjoy. We'll be back next week with a new show. Peace. And now, our feature presentation.
here to tell you that your whole life can change in a moment. And this is that moment. And this is the word. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast pregame for season three. I am your host, Steve. What is going on? Looks like it's that time again, huh, Steve? Look at everybody. Y'all look, y'all look good. Hold on. Woo! You smell good? Damn. They do. They do. Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to be here. Welcome to the preseason special. Oh. I mean, Dan, how does it feel to be back, sir? It's kind of crazy, actually, because we never really went anywhere. It's just that, you know, we're doing a different show, which is like, it's weird, though, because it's like we've gone full circle. We're right back to where we started, which is kind of cool. That's true. That is true. I mean, it is. This is this is where we actually started. We did the word first before anything else, and this kick-started everything. And I remember, I remember coming up, to you and us talking about doing a podcast and then it came to fruition and three seasons later here we are well two seasons and some change so far here we are again ready to rock and roll with another season are you excited about this season Dan? man i am excited and i have reasons for being excited which we'll get into of course but i'm gonna have to be very careful with my words because my excitement might uh you know precede and get me in trouble so we won't do that but yes, I'm very that's excited very, to be back. That's very true. You want to tell them what we've been doing this last, I don't know, I guess eight, nine months now? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a another podcast we call The Heroes of Noise, where we discuss pop cultures and just bullcrap most of a two-hour session. We have a lot of fun, and that's what we've been doing while we have been on the off-season. We hope some of you did come over, and uh, if some of you haven't, check it out. It's Heroes of Noise. You can also catch us at heroesofnoise.com. Dan did the website, ladies and gentlemen. He did an amazing job. And if you want to read a really good blog post, go to the blog post that Dan wrote up. I wrote it about a million years ago, though. I haven't done anything since. Maybe I should start doing that again. We'll combine the word with Heroes of Noise, and we're going to have ourselves a damn good pod. Uh, blog. Whatever the fuck those things are called. Well, here's the thing. I think the only thing I, the only thing I, I remember about that blog is how sick you were. Yeah, that's right. That was like that con flu thing. I compl- I tried to block that out, Steve. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Dude, you were pretty bad. Thanks a whole lot, friend. Doing me a kindness. But it was a good... I, you know what? I'm going next time, though. So, well, wait, am I? Would I really do that? I, I, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd only go if there was a, if there was a um, preacher panel. Then I'd probably go just to see the preacher panel. There wasn't a preacher panel this last time you went, right? No preacher panel this time, sir, but it's coming, I think. I, that is so I think weird. now would be an actually a good time to do it, because I think once Comic-Con hits, it's only going to be a couple weeks into preacher, so that would be a perfect way for them to market this show. Incidentally, have you been checking out the marketing, the trailers and such for Preacher this season? I have. Kind of flashy, kind of fancy, buddy. I like it. Here's what bugs me about one trailer I saw. The, like I told you before, I think, unfortunately, they're, on the, uh, they're under the assumption that a lot of people have already read the book and they know what happened. But they shouldn't go under that assumption because I'm sure some people got to season two and there was a cliffhanger. They don't know what happens next. And the trailer just gives it away. You know what? Not even going to argue with you on that one, man, because that's, that is true. Like, 
not everyone and a lot of people for that matter a lot of people that listen to the show have not read the comic so <laughs> you may not want to listen to this we're not going to get too far into this here but we will actually end up touching on a spoiler just because we're going to go over the trailer in just a little bit but yeah i agree 100 percent with you man i think they went a little bit too far with that but i think the extra footage everything else that they showed looks magnificent i'm actually very excited for this season i'm very i'm excited because i got to see this well there's a silhouette of a person opening a door that I got really pumped at. I'm like, yeah, your boy's back. He is back. How much he's going to be back, I don't know, but he is back. But um, if I do recall, now we're going, we actually just started this for a preseason fun, but I do believe Dan handles business before the podcast starts as opposed to after, right? Well, see, that's Am my I little right? tweak. That's my tweak right there is that I actually do it after on this what? one and before on the see really that's, because i like to keep it fresh steve i like to keep the people on their toes okay i so, did not know that okay you know i'll do it anyway what the hell since you've since you mentioned it you know what it's kind of weird because i'm like i have a feeling i'm gonna end up saying what i say on the other show so i'm gonna do my best give me a little break here guys as we like <laughs> settle right. in yeah i know we got to settle in here because i'm You're gonna be like at the word.com <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute do we have we don't have that do we? we don't have that one yet yet but all right, here we go. Here goes nothing, man. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Y'all look beautiful, especially you. Look at you. Yeah, you know who I'm talking to. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I like to be silly like that. And We're handsome. Gonna... And handsome. Yeah. And handsome. Yeah, you damn handsome. Anyway, you guys want to reach the show? Hit us up at askthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is askthewordpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can hit us at word underscore podcast. You can reach myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. My buddy, Steve, at SE underscore Hudson Music. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. What else? Pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast, you're going to find us there. Subscribe to our show. Leave us some comments. Let's get a little dialogue going here. And let, this is how we do it, guys. So if you've never heard the show before, please pardon us as we settle in. But I think we're in for a good one today. And lastly, you can get all this information at this lovely little site that Steve was mentioning earlier called www.heroesofnoise.com. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And also, you know, please, while you're there, check out the other show because that's the full-time gig. Steve, back to you, sir. All right, so when we left off, uh, we're going to get into actual, if you haven't watched season two, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this, um, but we're going to get into what where we left off in season two. Um, but would you say that season two was better than season one? Or would you say that season one was better than season two? Because I have my opinions, but I'm interested in yours. Okay, I liked a lot of things about season one, and I liked a lot of things about season two. But I wish I could kind of like take parts from season one and put them in the season two. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Obviously, let's let's go back. Season one, we weren't truly happy at first. It took us a while because we were getting butthurt because it wasn't exactly like the comic. And then we started to adjust to that. True. Now, season two was actually fun, but what I will say is I think they spent a little bit too time, too much time, rather, in the same setting. So, you know, for me, it started getting a little bit slow towards the end, even though I was digging the story that was going on. Uh, Hell was kind of interesting. But to answer your question, yes. sir. Mm, let's see, I'll make all those thinking sounds. I think I'm going to go. Wow, that's a really good one. I can't, I can't be like diplomatic and say they're a tie, right? No. Too easy. No. You can. You can. No, you can if you say it's a tie. That's fine. It's taking the easy way out, though. You know, 
I think that I think I'm gonna have to go with half and half, man. I actually I think it is a tie because there's like I said, there's a lot I liked about season one. There's certain things I didn't care about season two, but season two, I think what it was about it that I didn't it's not that I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but I wasn't expecting them to take such a, a long like sway down a different path and talk about, you know, like like yes. uh, Cassidy's son and whatnot. You know what I mean? That was all stuff mm-hmm. that was a little bit different. But we also had Kill Ganon in season one. Ken Cannon, rather. Not Kill Ganon. Sorry, guys. That's a Coheed and Cambria reference. I apologize. But it's a, yeah. <laughs> Owen Ken Cannon is what I was trying to say. You see, Steve, I should just say that a new Coheed song came out this week. So I got Coheed on the brain. Oh, so that's, that's why. That's why I said yeah. Kill I won't get into the geekery of okay. it, but that's why I said it, sir. But yeah, um, you know what? Okay. Fuck it. I'm going to go with the episode. I'm going to go with season two. Season two was really good. And I think that it led into season three perfectly. And I have reasons to truly believe that and feel very confident in my statements about it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that. Whatever you make of that, you take it home with you, sir. And you, you, know, okay. you unpack it and you just process it. Season one, I wasn't a big fan of. I wasn't a massive fan of. I think season two not only was better, but it was so much better that it made me dislike season one even more. Because we got Featherstone. We got... Um, we got uh, Air Star. Air Star is there. The, we got the um, Saint. We got people that way more of these people that were just like, well, season one was not good. It just wasn't. Okay, they didn't do what they needed to do. All right, we got some. We got some dope folks in the second season. You see me nodding because I am agreeing with you now. You know what? You bring up a perfect point. We got the Saint. Hair Star was brilliant last season. So yeah, Dude. we got uh, we oh got Humper You know what? Yeah, we did kind of lead into the yeah. towards the end. We started leading into the into like the the more proper story a lot more. So yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna be wishy washy and say yes for sure. Season two. I have no spine, ladies and gentlemen. Zero. The thing is, um, I think Hairstar did so, such a good job that when I was watching the Queen, I couldn't unsee him. Like, even though he had hair and a mustache, I still was just like, that is Hairstar. Even though he was playing a completely different character. That's how good he did Hairstar. I think that's what I'm going to see him as from now on. Great actor, we'll never see him as anything but that. I'm liking what I'm seeing in the trailer already. And, you know, we didn't really get a lot of the other characters so far. We didn't really see much of Hitler, which is weird. Hitler's going to be back. Yeah. You know, they've actually promoted that in the trailer. They have a, you know, the press screen, or excuse me, the uh, press photos has Hitler in it. So they're obviously going to be taking some deviations again from the story this season, but I'm cool with it because I've, like I said last season, I have finally accepted that this is like an alternate universe preacher. You have the same characters. You're going to have some of the same stories, but they're just going to do different things. And since it's on, man, let's have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's one of those, I should have known it was an alternate reality as soon as they cast um, Preacher. As soon as I saw who he was going to be, I was like, okay, it's an alternate universe. They're not trying to make him identical to the book. They're trying to be like, let's go. I should have caught it then. But then Cassidy was so on point that I thought, well, maybe they're not. But since Cassidy looks so much like Cassidy, it suckered me in. I should have gotten it from his, his casting. But again, they're so on point with Hair Star, though. I I mean, I don't know if they're thinking it's an alternate universe or if they're thinking we're going to make it better. They have to be thinking we're going to make the comic better. That's what they're thinking. Because you wouldn't do it if you thought you were going to make the comic worse. They think we're going to improve on the comic. 
which is, hey. That's hey, a bold statement. That, that is a bold move because the only way you would change the comic is if you said, I think I could do it better. Otherwise, you're like, let's just do the comic on screen. But if you're like, I think we could do this better, well, then you're changing it. And that's, I think, what Seth Rogen thought. I can do this better. I think if we're going to try and embrace the show, then you're just people, not you, not mm -hmm. me, that you're just going to have to get over it, that it's going to be different. Totally. And, and I think that people are doing totally. that. I'm hoping that AMC is going to do a lot better with their marketing this season. I know that they've been kind of hitting Twitter a lot with different preacher art and stuff like that. And I hope that they keep that momentum up because honestly, I think that's what failed the show last, the last two seasons, but we do have Hulu and we do have preacher season one and two on Hulu now. So I think that'll help. Will we get to an episode or excuse me, will we get to a season four, Steve? The fact that they went to Hulu is making me wonder because if you want a season three or four, you want Netflix. It's not even a question. It is, you know, the more popular of the two, but it doesn't hurt to have them on Hulu. I mean, they're both pay. They're both pay subscriptions. Yes, you're right. Netflix is a little bit more popular, a lot more popular. But Hulu's coming up. I mean, we have the addition of Atlanta now. We've got a lot of other great shows, Handmaid's Tale, things like that. So there's reason for people to actually go to Hulu now and watch. So if they're there, watching all this this is us is on there another great show all these shows we really like ladies and gentlemen and i'm going to be a whore for a second and let you know that if you go to heroesofnoise.com and listen to the heroes of noise podcast you will hear us waxing <laughs> philosophically about these things anyway cross promotion here's the great. thing about yes that's perfect um i don't mind them going to hulu i just think they i think netflix would have been better only because people use hulu if you're cutting cable and that you're, you're st and you still want to watch tv Netflix is a thing where even if you have TV, you're still watching it. So that's everybody with cable and those without cable. A lot of people that I know that have cable, some of them have Hulu. All of them have Netflix. No doubt. No argument, man, because there's a lot and of so people. I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say there's a lot of people that I know that love watching. You know, they're, they're into television. They're into movies. They like watching that kind of stuff. They like talking pop culture. Yes. But when I say, hey, have you seen Atlanta? as a reference, of course, or talk about Rick and Morty, which you yeah. can see, you know, on, on Hulu as well. A lot of them just go like, oh, I don't have that. And they don't really sound like they're yeah. going to get it, you know, but I still think there's a lot of people that do have it. And I think it can't hurt. Oh, it no, definitely yes. can't hurt. It can't. No, not at all. I think that they we were wondering why they, they weren't on a streaming site before. And now they did it. That's a step in the right direction. I can't hate on that. I just wish I'm wondering if Seth is totally on Seth and Evan Goldberg are totally boys out. Like they have shifted their gears. Well, I mean, they're definitely putting a lot of effort into this here. <laughs> <laughs> the boys, by the way, guys, if you haven't heard of the boys, that is an insane I mean, yes. comic that was also written by Garth Ennis. And if you think preachers crazy, wait till you read the boys. So I, I would think that they're building a lot of excitement on that. I'm sure their priority is there right now. And in fact, I know that they're they're actually not writing as much as they used to on Preacher. I think they're more like taking back the or stepping back rather and doing that position of like ex executive producer or what have you. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it, it could be it could be good. <laughs> it could. It could it could be good, but um we have a little, you know, I think some other folks are leaving to the other side too, are kind of vacating the premises and going to uh the boys we used to talk about dave blass a lot mm -hmm. he was the former production designer for preacher he's now gone but guess where he went <laughs> he went to the boys 
to the boys. So I, I'm, yeah. it makes me even more excited, man. That whole cast is amazing. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. But we're not here to talk about the boys. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about No, but my issue is I think they've gone there and they're letting this run on auto- autopilot. So when you ask me, is there going to be a season four? I think it's 70-30 that it's not. 70-30 that it's not. Yeah, so 70% is probably not going to get a third. If we continue to see the trajectory of viewership go down, it's over. Because AMC normally, like, they'll give things a shot. Look at Better Call Saul. That wasn't a monstrous destruction zone. But the, the fan base it has were rabid. Are Preacher fans that rabid? And do they have the viewership that Better Call did? And I think Better Call went to Netflix, didn't it? Yes, it is in Netflix. That's what I'm saying. That's a thing. And people started binging it on Netflix. And they were like, oh, we got to save this show. Or, But I don't even know if it needs saving because, look, I think it might have had a higher viewership. So if the trajectory goes up, they're getting a four. They might for sure get a four unless they want to do the Seth thing where it's just like, let's leave while we're on top and do it like that. But if it goes, if the trajectory goes down, dude, that's... I don't think the signs are great for a four. So if I were Seth and Evan Goldberg, I would really hint to them to say, hey, let's do a closeout season three just in case a four doesn't happen and we don't leave people on a um, a, 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 a cliffhanger. Let's just close it out so it's a good ending just in case. That's what I was just going to ask you. Do you think that they strategically shot it this way this season? I hope. I hope. I really hope. I mean, and the, but there's also the other way you could do it. You could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a cliffhanger so that the rabbit fans go crazy at AMC. They tweet them, oh, you can't leave it like this. That's a great way of doing it. But it could also be like, oh, this freaking show and make people react that way too. I don't know if I'm speaking from a biased opinion because now we're two seasons in. And yeah. I got, again, folks, I got to be pretty careful with what I say here, but I have very good reason to think that they're going to open strong. And who knows, man? Again, it just truly depends on the way AMC markets it, word of mouth, all of that. We'll see. Well, look, I, I'm very excited. I mean, they're specific. The characters, I cannot wait to see what happens with them. I want a season four or, you know, I'm looking forward to season three just to see my favorite characters again. I want to see Featherstone, and I want to see Hairstar, and I want to see um, The Saint. I want to see uh, Tulip. I want to see Cass. I want to see what happens to them. The tangential characters, I want to see what happens. Because they were, I mean, dude, Cassidy, dude. I mean, wow. He stole, well, no, 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 no. From I can see how, in my opinion, acting-wise, he really stole the show last season but for me the person who stole the show for my personal sensibilities was saint of killers only because everything every scene he was in i was like man this dude is a problem he is a remember that one scene where they all dip and they zoom out and they show saint walking across the bridge consistently just like i'm never gonna stop i will just walk slowly to where you are gee I'm like, every scene he's in, he should be in every single freaking scene if you're making an alternate reality anyway. Just lurking in the background somewhere. Dude, he should be following them and show him all the time because it's like, look, 
if this is an alternate reality, well then he can be an he can be there all the time. Have him there. But then again, it could be a shooting conflict. So I don't know. Maybe that dude, you know, has other stuff going on, which he does. But dang, is he a good saint. We have some other good characters this season, though, man. Like some major characters that are being introduced now. So I'm super excited about this because I'm very curious to see what, well, I'm curious to see what they do for the entire season with these characters. That's what so I'll So am I. I am. I am. I'm very, I'm, you know what? I'm cautiously optimis- optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic here. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, around, around episode seven, I'm going to know. Around seven. My prediction, dude. I'm going to be. You're going to be calling mm-hmm. out strong opinions by episode two. For sure. Um, I don't. See, if I'm already training myself not to. Because they take a while to go. Like, normally, though, for me, in my opinion, I might be totally wrong. In my opinion, their first episode's good. And then it kind of tapers off. And right around seven, they try to. Or it's five. Or around there, they try to be like, all right, let's make some stuff happen. I think that's what they're going to do here. Like the, I think the first episode is going to be dope. Like, I'm going to be like, ugh. And then the second one's going to be like, okay, more. All right, that's dope. The third one, I'm going to be like, all right, all right. Either I'm going to be like, this is crazy, or I'm going to be looking forward to what happens next. Right. I just like to be, I like, and this brings up another question I have. Is, is Preacher a bingeable show? I think it is. Absolutely. I think it actually plays better by binging it. Because Oh wow. Well, look at it this way. Like if you don't watch the show and you're you're virgin when it comes to preacher, you turn this on, you're gonna see some pretty crazy shit right at first, right? Mm-hmm. So you have like a week to process that. If you're just watching them week to week, you have a, a week to process, you might lose interest. You might be like, nah, I'm not going back to it. It was just too crazy for me. But more than likely, if you're binging it, you're gonna have the you know the opportunity to be like Okay, I got to see how this plays out. So you're playing the next one immediately. I think it's super. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm very interested in what the numbers are, even on Hulu. I want to know how Preacher's doing. Um, That first, the the season premiere is going to say a lot because whatever the season premiere is, it's going to go down from there. So what those numbers have, what those numbers are, are going to say everything. This is true. And I'm nervous. I have strong reason. Let's just say I have strong reason to believe that this series is going to, this season rather, is going to sort of start at the bottom and continually work its way up. I have a strong reason to believe that. But do you think it will continue throughout the season? They all, I mean, they do that, you know, man. This is what I think. I think that all of the new people are going to have to be really strong. Because, you know, with the addition of Grandma, Jody, and TC, you've got a strong-ass story right there. What they choose to do with them is going to be one thing, but you have a really strong story to work with. Something, well, the whole thing is super strong, but that, in my opinion, that's my favorite part of Preacher. And I think that it's, it's you've got more chance than not to succeed. You know what I'm saying? But then you start getting into, like, the addition of Acarius that, that are going to be there. And that, what is it? Enf- uh, God, I always forget it. I have it written in my notes here, but... A carrot. Uh, do you remember the name of it, real quick? Infant. Uh, hold on. What are we talking about? Well, what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to look. Here we go. Let's. Uh, it's le infant le infant de sang. <laughs> that oh, aren't you, yeah. aren't you glad that you waited for me to say that? And butcher the French language. Yeah. The, uh, le le infant. Where can you find that out? Le infant du sang du sang. 
fuck, that's terrible, guys. But that's what it is. It's a Carius's crew. This is a New Orleans batch of vampires, basically, or some wannabes. And I have a feeling because I think they're going to be really significant in this season. So, like I said, we've got this super strong story with Grandma, you know, the Angelville arc. I hope that they can produce the same thing with this guy. And I really hope that they can come correct with the Allfather, who looks great, by the way. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. And before we do that, I know Dan, um, Dan's a Twitter guy. You guys know that? Dan's often on Twitter. He uh, is always busy, always pumping the show, always doing the things that I'm too lazy to do. It's Dan doing it. Whenever there's a clever tweet from the word Twitter or from Heroes of Noise Twitter, it's not me. It's Dan because he's so amazingly genius in his clever, you know, quips that he puts up there. But there are other people that we also have to say thank you to for keeping Preacher alive. Do you want to say what's up to them, Dan? I want to do like a direct shout out, first of all. First Ugh. and foremost, sir. Okay. To a gentleman by the name of Tyson. And uh, his profile name is at Preacher underscore on underscore AMC. Dude runs shit from, for 365 days a year and kind of 24-7. I mean, he has been the sole person on Twitter for the last 365 days that has been keeping it alive. And I truly believe that. So I think you guys owe him. If you're on Twitter and you're, you're getting this information, first and foremost, there are other ones. There's Preacher Wiki. There are other ones. But um, I've gotten to know this guy a little bit, you know, just through, you know, direct messaging and tweeting and whatnot. And nothing but heart and soul. He loves the shit out of the show. And a lot of the firsthand information you're getting, or I should say, you're getting secondhand information very quickly from Tyson. And uh, again, I hope Tyson, you don't mind me saying your name, but it is Preacher on AMC and he's the dude. So applause to this guy, Steve, there it is. So don't leave me hanging on the applause, sir. Tyson, you're the man. Good job, man. We, we really appreciate all your work, bro. We really do. If I may though, uh, it, you know, this doesn't really mean anything. I have nothing physical to give you, sir, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and issue Tyson, if you don't mind. I know we're early in the season here, okay? But as so far between seasons one and two, Tyson, I'm going to go ahead and give you the Unsung Hero Award coming from The Word, the Unofficial Preacher Podcast. Congratulations, sir. Let me get one more round of applause. Can you feel it? Can you feel the excitement in the room? Wonderful, man. Much appreciated, dude. Thank you so much. And yes, I've been seeing you keeping, keeping hope alive out there for the Preacher fans. I mean, you dedicated it by put it, calling yourself Preacher AMC. Yeah, he's not playing around. I mean, I mean that is straight he, dedication. He ain't playing around, man. That dude is like, oh, by the way, it's Preacher. Oh, you mean the comic? No, 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 you didn't read Nah, son. <laughs> it's AMC is what we're talking about here. Unless you didn't know. But if you don't know, now you, you know. You better tell somebody, too. Yes. And so, yes, dude, thank you so much for keeping that hope alive. Um, and I think that brings us to the part where we talk about what we're going to be seeing in this new seat possibly dan possibly be seeing possibly we don't we don't know we don't, i don't know anything neither one of us I've just know. got strong feelings steve <laughs> you just I know strong nothing. feelings not a thing what do you think we're going to be seeing because i'm swinging for the fences dude so what do you dan think that we're going to see in season three i'm gonna i'm gonna say what we better see but go ahead you want to go first or you want me to go ahead and rattle mm -mm, it off mm -mm. go ahead all right. Well, like I'm telling you, man, we have a strong arc, a strong story arc, bro. So I think that we're okay. And uh, the, let's talk about the cast of the new characters that we're going to be seeing this season. May I, sir? Is that okay with you? Do you mind? Please, please. It is weird looking at you and talking to you on Skype. <laughs> and 
Really? And it's, and it's just so weird being back doing this again. It is strange. Right? It I find strange. myself like trying to hit the hero's pace, but this is yes. this is interesting, guys. So it's very. I'm like I'm looking at my whiteboard, uh, my whiteboard, random thoughts, and being like, oh, I don't have to do those today. <laughs> this is a word I forgot. We're good. So you know what? Keeping it loose, but you know what? Let's talk yes. about these characters real quick. So we've got mm -hmm. okay, we've got Grandma. All right, now Grandma Steve. Do you know who she's played by? I don't know her name, but I saw her in the preview. She's Betty Buckley. The lovely Betty Buckley, and she has been in such movies as uh, Split. She's been in. I didn't know she was in Split. Yeah, she was the doctor in Split. I don't want to do spoilers, oh. but she was his uh, psychologist. I didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. I did not put those together. You know, squeezy, squeezy. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, there was a show that came on a long time ago, you guys. We're, I don't know. We're, Steve and I are in our 40s, and there's a show that yes. I know I watched. I don't know if you watched it, but I do know you know what I'm talking about. And this show is called Eight is Enough. Betty Buckley was the mom on Eight is Enough, bro. I did not know that. That's her, man. What was the theme song for that? <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? I don't remember it. That's the one I don't remember. I wasn't planning on singing, but I just remember the last part was, and eight is enough to fill our lives with love. Remember that? No. Really? Mm -hmm, yeah. And I watched the show. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's it. She was the mom? She was the mom, yeah. Wow. They made her look old because in when she was a psychologist in Split, she did not look old to me. I don't remember her looking old. I remember her looking aged, but not old. In these commercials, in these commercials, like, she had a little thing in, if I don't remember, I might be remembering <laughs> wrong. Maybe I have a thing for psychologists. But anyway, she you talking to she had a thing on Split or an eight is enough. That's what I'm looking for. I think it's in Split because I was just like, is he about to? Because I thought he was into her. You thought he was going to tap it? I mean, maybe. Or at least try. Yeah, but it went a different direction. Never mind. It might not have. I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody. It might <laughs> went, that, went to, to that direction. You so guys should mind. watch Split. Does Betty Buckley yes. get tapped? Let's see. We'll find out. <laughs> Hi, Betty. But, I just want to say one thing. I want to reach out to yes. you, Betty. I hope you're listening. And I want to say that I think you're a lovely woman. And I don't think you looked old at all. I think you looked quite beautiful, classy even. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to separate myself from Steve Hudson's comments and let you know that I think you are a vision of beauty, young lady. What are you? You must be, what, 33 years old? <laughs> you like how I do that? Oh, look at this guy. You know what I'm saying? You look at this guy trying to get interviews. Hey, dude, check I this out, it. though. Check it out. Speaking of Betty huh. Buckley. Yes. So um, she actually retweeted us the other day, which I thought was kind of dope. We got a little bit of love really? from her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I had been actually putting tweets out for a while, you know, and I was actually kind of curious how many tweets I would take before I got her attention. And uh, it, it turns out that eight is enough. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You did not. Did you really get a retweet from her? <laughs> I did, but I had to throw in the joke. Oh, I thought you went through that whole story. Just from that joke. <laughs> I was like, he did not just do that. That was good. Actually, it was pretty clever. I got to give it to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. That wasn't a wah, wah, wah. That was actually really good. Thank you very much. I mean, I hope impressive. Betty liked it. Let me look up. I wanted to I'm make her smile after book. you called her old is what I'm saying. I said she looked old in the previews. Betty Buckley. Go ahead, check her out real quick. Oh, are you talking about as grandma? Oh, you're tripping. She has a thing. Yeah, she has like a little thing. She had a thing going for the psychologist. Okay. Yeah. All right. She had a little thing going. I'm, hey, I'm not saying she didn't. 
I'm trying to tell you I think she's a beautiful Oh, woman. you're tripping. Wait. I can't see. Raise it up a little bit. We're, we're Skyping, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it looks, she looks like a goose in a snowstorm, brother. <laughs> it's like, there's no focus on that. I can't see it, but what, hold on. I'll okay, look. Hold on. Oh, I'm, no, I'm getting, no. I'm getting. No, don't trip. Hold up. Here it is. I'm, I'm looking at Betty right now. Let's see. Here we go. Yeah. No, she's a lovely woman, man. No, dude. Wait, you're not getting the picture that I'm putting down. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're showing me a picture of her looking old. No. Check this out. Tell me if you get it. I eagerly await your text. Bruh. Bruh. Okay, here we go. I just got. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Hello, Betty Buckley. <laughs> I told you. Uh, uh, how you doing, love? Yeah, bruh. <laughs> yeah, she retweeted me, man. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, I saw that picture. I was like, I knew the psychologist had something. Damn, Betty's not playing around, Steve. I did not know that. Thank you for bringing not that to light playing a round brother <laughs> so yeah but the fact that they're gonna make her grandma i i'm eager to see how they do this well we have seen and, a little bit uh, you know if you've seen the trailer or, but i'm saying like with the whole shabbat like i didn't see her ground up she has to look frail they didn't show her for ground up yet i've seen some photos of her okay some photos mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you photos steve mm -hmm. and uh she actually kind of looks okay here's the difference is that if you haven't read the comic grandma is bald as shit and she's got like stringy a couple like, yes. like she's got like four hairs on the top of her head literally but yes. she actually comes with like a, a a lush it looks dyed but it's like a lot of hair in this so my question is if you were to look at the like if you can steve try to pull up a grandma picture of her like her as okay. grandma rather okay and when you get that if you get that use your imagination and picture her bald I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm thinking it's gonna be a wig. That's a spec. That's my prediction. Is that it's gonna be a wig? Um. Oh no, that's going to be a wig. See what I'm saying? So that yeah, would be so dope if she shaved her head for this, or at least you know they got her into a bald cap or something. She could look really good. She could look like grandma. But too cheap. They could do it, dude. And they could. There's a certain scene where it could get like blown off yeah oh yeah you know what i'm saying that might be a situation and and i've already thought of that too i think you're absolutely right either way i think that we're gonna get a bald grandma in this because she, oh, for she sure. just looks perfect man with her if she's bald yeah. she looks fucking spot on as good as ken cannon looked as good as yes. the saint looks for sure as good as cassidy looks that's how good she looks on this show i do i agree i think that she looked better than i thought that they're i you already knew who my first choice was but they found someone that i was just like you know what not bad not bad probably looking on google images and when somebody said hey you know we should get yeah we, let's, get her. let's get this one right here yeah dude she i think she's gonna do a really good job um oh what who else are you looking at what else are you looking forward to in season three betty buckley i did not know all right so anyway uh -huh. so coming the rest of the cast let's fill them in so we have jody jody and tc uh -huh. have arrived with grandma yes and uh, jody's played by a guy named jeremy childs steve do you know about jeremy childs at all I do not. Have you seen him at all? Because I personally have not seen him either. Jeremy Childs, I probably see. I have such a amazing Rolodex. I probably have. I bet you you could Jeremy pull Childs. something up, Steve. If you try. No, never seen him. Never seen him. Nope. I'm trying to think of. He, what... Oh wait. 
he seemed like he was like a douchebag in a movie. Nice. You um, see how? Do you see? Do you see, guys, how he talks about the cast? What do you got? Anything to say about Julianne Emery? In, in a Anything? movie, I said. Oh <laughs> no, I haven't weird. seen. I haven't seen any of these. I haven't seen any of these. Oh wait, I saw Last Castle, but I wouldn't have recognized him. Yeah, that's the only thing that sounded familiar that I've seen him in. But looking at his resume, no, I don't really recognize anything. No, but I you don't people may have. You may. You people may know. So uh, we've got a 2014 submission, Closer to God. We've got a movie called Blood Rogues and another one called Country Strong. I don't know anything else, but I'm going to say this right now. I think you may have a different opinion than I do, but I think he looks pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, okay, let's, I think, let me, let me say this. Now, we know that Jody from the comic was like a really big, big dude, right? And kind of yes. still young looking, you know, muscular. This is not, this is not the Jody that we're getting. He's an older guy, but he's fucking huge. And I think that he's going to be able to do a damn fine job, you know, but again, I'm not expecting a scene by scene, you know, panel by panel is what I'm trying to say. I think we're going to get a different Jody this time and I'll get into why they're definitely going to go different with the arc this time with him. He's going to, he's going to fulfill more in this. And I'm not going to say why just yet, but once we get into the trailer, I'll let you know why. Like Dominic Cooper was not rocked out like Preacher was on the comic. So they no. changed that, which is fine. I didn't even say anything. Right. So if they're changing if they're changing Jody, that's fine too. I have no problem with the change of Jody if that's what they want to do, because you do you don't if they're apparently going for real life, so you can't have everyone being a, just rocked out. Like preacher, some people were just like, Wow, they're all in good shape. Right. Except for a chosen few. So I get it. They're trying to be like, all right, what would this person really look like? Let's be real here. Exactly. He's on a farm. He's not living next to, you know, Gold's Gym. What would he actually look like? But we also know that, you know, it's a comic-based movie. And we, and we, we have a movie where, eight, or excuse me, a series where, you know, there's voodoo and angels and demons yes. and hell yes. and all this. So he can definitely have that super, not superhuman, but that really, really crazy strength that he has in the comic. And I think they can do oh, something sure. really good with it. That grown man, that grown man, hey, Baylor strength is serious. Yeah, for real. Yes, yeah. Now, the one thing I will say, and it's not necessarily that I'm worried about it, but the biggest stray from the natural, you know, the, the comic look is definitely TC, who's played by Colin Cunningham this season. He looks mm -hmm. completely different. And I can tell just by, you know, watching the trailer a million times that his story is going to be different as well. Now, I have a question for you, okay? Do you think just... Because, you know, it's AMC and they can get away with a lot. But do you think that we'll get the TC from the comic in, um, how shall I say this? His love for fish? No. And animals? Nope. I don't think so either. But I do believe they will just transfer it into something else. Like he has a thing for blah, like. What does he have a thing for, Steve? <laughs> Inside jokes are fun, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, like he. <laughs> Steve's working some things yeah. out, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and I wasn't gonna say black people. Um, like he has a thing <laughs> for like, um, what? maybe hay bales, but fish are not going to be a thing. Like if they do that, that would be the grossest thing they did, because they never got to can cannons thing. That's that true. weird thing he put together in the bar. And quite honestly, <laughs> they could have done more with that than they could do oh, with BC Allen. 
That could have been so disturbing, Jay. That scene would have been the most disturbing thing. Wait a minute, though. <laughs> Wasn't it uh, Featherstone that used to beat him, though? No, man. That's um, Oatlash. Huh? Mrs. Oatlash was the one that did that. The one that would get in the SNM stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's Miss Oatlash. They okay. had her on the. They had her on season one, but she was nothing. Oh, like she that. did. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's a um, lot. There's a lot to unpack, dude. It's been a while, so don't feel bad. Yes. Um. But yeah, they're not going to do that. And if they do, it's just Seth Rogen saying, "You know what's odd? If he does do that, if he does do the fish thing, I'm saying there's not a season four. He's been like, screw it, do it anyway. If he does the fish thing, that means Seth Rogen is like, ah." whatever do it that's what it does but if i don't think he's doing that he's just gonna be like okay we gotta we gotta keep this in the realm of you know some sort of sanity i mean because preacher was insane that book series as much as we love it was insanity super over the top yes and i don't think seth rogan is going he has not done one what thing has he done that's been over the top so far like over the top seth rogan no, on on Preacher. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what about, what was that done, food movie? Because that one was way oh, over the top. Oh, that was off the hook. Yeah. What has he done in Preacher that has been over the top where we're like, I can't believe they did that. The closest uh, I, thing I got one for you. Is Jesus. Uh, yep. That's what I was going to say. The Jesus thing. Yeah. That was it. But that's not even in the, in the realm of Preacher. What level was that? Like one. In the realm of Preacher? Yeah, that's like yes. PG. <laughs> preacher went crazy so i don't see them going over the top like that i think that i really believe that they're going to be doing something i'm really excited actually because i was kind of in between i'm really excited about what they're going to be doing with tc and jody i'm very excited for them and what their relationship and i don't know yet what their relationship to the um the saint is what is that going to be they have to be the ones who find him. They have to be. I don't want to jump ahead too much, bro, but I got a feeling that they're going to be like, I don't want to say anti-heroic, but they're going to they're going to end up somehow working together with the trio. Somehow. And I, again, I have reason to believe so. We will actually unpack that when we break down this trailer in just a second. But I think their story is going to be a lot different this time. I think they're still going to be threatening, or at least Jody's going to be super threatening. But I mm -hmm. think they're going to go in a completely different direction and just okay. sort of, just sort of give us a little taste of the, of the original source material. You know. Um. See, the only reason that I don't, I, I, I don't know, is because there's a certain thing when we break down the trailer. There's a certain thing that Preacher says. But I'm just like, oh, no, he's there. He's not in cahoots. We should be getting to that well, in just a few minutes, actually. Yes. But. After whatever your what else are your thoughts on season three? What are you looking for? Oh, to? well, I got more people to talk about. We got the all father. Oh, we have the introduction mm -hmm. of the all father who's played by Johnny Coyne. Do you know this guy? Do not. All right. I'm going to look him up because I don't either. You know, the thing is, it's kind of cool about this is that they're doing actors that are I don't want to say lesser known because I don't know them. But it's kind of cool that I don't know them because I can't put a face to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this wouldn't happen. But let's say they threw Daniel Radcliffe in there. I would only be seeing Harry Potter. I don't know how you would fit him into a preacher thing. But you, you know what I'm getting at? Like, someone that's established, you're going to yes. see that. And only that for a little while. I don't know yes. this guy. He has been in, uh, let's see, here we go. He was in Gangster Squad. He's in a movie called Nightcrawler. 
a movie called Alcatraz from 2012. And in 2003, he was in uh, Laura Croft, The Tomb Raider. And I think that's the, oh, oh, the, cra- wow. the Cradle of Life. Wasn't that the one with Joe Lee? Certainly was. That's right. I remember Nightcrawler. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell with me. With Jake Gyllenhaal, where he chased ambulance. He was like an ambulance tra- chaser. Oh, yeah. Is that the same? Yeah, <laughs> that's Nightcrawler. I like that movie a lot. Oh, it sure is, isn't it? So it means that I've seen it. It's been a long but time. I don't though. remember him though. I don't remember the movie. I know I've seen this movie because I remember the storyline you just told me. But you said Jonathan Coyne. Johnny Coyne, J O N N Y. Sounds to me like he probably had a pretty small part in this because it says pawn shop owner. Really glad I have my pop filter right there because I was a lot, that was a lot of peas. I know him. Yep, I know exactly who he is. Do you like him? Sure do. Is he good? I uh um he's a character actor. Okay, so, well yeah, that would make that would make a lot of sense for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen him before. Yep. Cool. Very preacher-ish. Yeah. He has a very preacher-ish look. So yeah, I like him. Well, everything I've seen so far of the Allfather looks dope. I have not seen any any dialogue yet from him. Nothing. But he looks amazing. They've done a very good job. Okay. I don't know who they brought on as their, you know, I don't know who's new, who's not. I don't know who their production designer is anymore or anything like that. But they seem, from what I've seen, the look is kind of spot on to what it was last time. And it, it just looks really good. I don't feel like, you know, with, with um, Dave Vlass's exit, it doesn't look like they just had this like complete drop in, you know, quality. It still looks really yes. good. And that's Very good. True. That's a good thing. And Very then, uh, so lastly, the only one, only other one I was going to talk about is uh, Carius, who is uh, Carius rather, who's played by Adam Crosdell. And I think, you know what I'm going to ask you. Adam Crosdell. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say, yep, I sure do. Okay. <laughs> I now, do know him. I've seen him in different uh, little shows. I see that he's in go. Supernatural, and I know you're a big fan of that one. No, it's not that I'm a fan. It's that it's one of the best shows on television. But other than that, you're right. Okay. Sounds like you're a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I mean, dang it. But yeah, uh-huh. Um, I've seen him in a few things, and he's going to be good, too. I mean, look at him. He is that character? Well, in the trailer, he looks amazing. He's got all of the, like, the ruffles. You know how Icarius was very, yep. like, flashy and flamboyant? He had yes. the, the ruffles and the top and hat gaunt. and all that. It looks amazing. Yes. 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 Super gaunt. You did say gaunt, wait. right? Yes, I did. Okay, yes. Super gaunt. Wow, what a pick. He's That's a hell perfect. of a cast, man. That, I mean, he's perfect. He is freaking perfect. Like, he is probably the most perfect pick of all these. Because technically, the All Father could be anybody. Well, he's got a, yeah, he's got a lot of prosthetic on. I can see that. Yeah, so you could be anybody. This guy, the one that they pick, you really just have to add a lot of hair and the Prince outfit, and you're good. You got the Prince outfit. Let's say, let's dress him like Prince in uh, 2003. You totally could, and that's it. That's him. And the way, and the thing is, I'm wondering. Are they going to have his house of debauchery the way it is? I've got a good... Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Uh. Now, actually, I can tell you straight up that I have not really seen anything for Acarius yet. Other than this trailer. Will. But I do they know... They can. They can, dude. They totally could. Now, so that's what we know. And I'm pretty sure that that's all we're going to get. I don't think we're going to get any surprises, but one never knows. Who would you like to see them add to this? If Steve had his wish, 
I would only want to see them add the two detectives. It's fun. It is fun. It would be a, like, if they had to do a break from the show, and you know how they do side characters, I wouldn't, if I was if I first saw the break, I'd be like, oh, we got to follow up. I'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I want to see what these guys are up to. It would be a fun side, and you could literally tell their arc in one show. Yep. And then they're gone. You're like, geez, that was crazy. Dude, they could do it in a flashback if they wanted to. No problem. And they could even say, like, say they show them in one episode. You see them in the background. And then the next episode could find out why were they in the background of that scene? And it shows what happened leading up to that. And then after that, they just, their characters are gone. But it was fun to watch those two. It would be neat to have them on there. But you know what I'm saying? Like a flashback, not even necessarily a flashback of Jesse or something like that. But then yes. again, why not? Because they've shuffled the cards so much for the season, for sure this have. show that anything's sure possible. And I kind of like that in a way. It will be kind of totally. neat. Because if they do end up dropping them in in a place I'm not expecting it, I'm going to be thinking that's freaking dope. You know what I mean? I'll be happy about yes. that. Totally. And there's also one person I would really like to see. Uh, I mean, but it's such an obvious one that we haven't said. Sorry for my silence, but I'm thinking about that for a second. Who would it be? Not Psy. That's too easy. No. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. Uh, does no. it have to do with, uh, with Angelville? No. Oh, then why don't you share with us, man? God. We don't know who God is. I want to know who's playing him. Because he looked amazing in the book. Who is going to do that job? But remember, the God that we've seen so far is wearing a dog suit. And I've and the dog suit returns. He's on the freaking picture. I don't know why I'm saying freaking, but I guess it's better exactly. than that word. But I want to see who is the embodiment of this person. I think that's going to make a bit, if they decide to make it a person person, which they have, whoever plays him, they're going to have to, I mean, whatever scenes they're in, it's going to be important because look in the book, he's quite, even though he's in a few, only a few pages, his part is essential in the whole story. Right. And him, and I would just say this, him and preach or him and uh, the saint have the best scene together of almost the whole book. Because I've known you so long and I, we've talked about this so much, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you're right. And I hope that they do that. I hope they find oh a way. Oh my goodness, if they do that, G. If only. I will go, it, it's over. I will be like, if, if someone's like, should I watch this show? I don't care what, what preceded it. I'd be like, for the lead up to that scene, yes, you should. If they do it right where he's, oh man. I could still read that that page and be like, man, I wish I could put the fear of somebody. If I could put fear into somebody like that, I'd walk around my chest poked out all day. <laughs> Dude was just, but I want to know who who plays God. Who is that? Who are they gonna get? Are they gonna? What if they get? Uh, um, they might get a, a a woman to play God. They might. That would be interesting. Then again, maybe they won't. They might. Yeah, they might just. What if he, if they keep if they keep God in the dog costume? I'm done. Not with the show, but I'd be like, ah, that was a wasted opportunity. They shouldn't do that. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, if they want to keep that in as some weird fetish just to make the show weird or something, you know what I mean? To yes. give it that even more weird edge, that's cool, but they should have someone that represents. 
I yes. think we'll, I think the, we'll be okay in that department. And you, I think they really should go. Now, mind you, I get it. They, you know, they can twist it on his head, but I really they think they should go with either male or female, but keep the look of God. Because in the comic, it was meant to be an over-exaggerated what you think God should look like person. They right. made him, yeah, everything in your brain, this is what it looks like, right? I think they should keep with that. Because then that makes what happens to him even better. Make him that what you think he is. That's great. You know, because he shows up a few times, and I think it's so interesting how if they do... All right, close your ears if you haven't read the comic book. If they do eye patch Jesse, he has to show up. That's true. If they do eye, if he does, if they do eye patch Jesse. Well, look at it this way too, Steve. There's something that's supposed to happen again. And I'm I'm being cryptic about this for the people that haven't seen or haven't read the yes. comic and haven't yeah. watched the trailer, hopefully. But he plays a pretty significant part in this story as well. So they kind of oh, have he to. He does exactly. So they kind of oh, have to show snap, him. They do. So we'll get an appearance from God, no oh, doubt. I mean, like I man. said. He's on the cover art for season three, so I, we know he's going to be there. But will we see the you know what's under the mask? I don't know. We'll see. He has to be there immediately, then. Exactly. Because I mean, he has to be there at least within the first three episodes. I was letting you put he it together has, real quick. Exactly. He has to show up, and if they keep him in that freaking dog suit, oh my god. Anyway. I kind of intermingled my thoughts about it with yours so we can go on to the uh, trailer breakdown. All right. Well, before I do that, let's kind of recap. Let's just sort of reset because I rewatched episode 13, season two. Let's sort of get yes. us back to where we Give are. Give us the we'll recap, brother. Okay. All right. So these are the things that I know for a fact and that should, you know, play into this season. Uh, the main setting, as far as we know, as far as we can tell, is still Angelville. And I do know for a fact that the entire season was filmed in New Orleans. So that's a strong, you know, I think we're not going to leave New Orleans. I don't know if we're going to hit any kind of desert. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, we can always possibly go to Masada, which is definitely cool and should happen. But we'll see. Um, but as of season two, episode 13, we know that Tulip is dead. Spoilers. Hope you guys have watched season two. And uh, she was killed by Featherstone, who's played by Julianne Emery. Cassidy. That's another thing. Cassidy now, he says it. It's like the last thing he says to Jesse at the end of this of season two is that he hates Jesse. And he hates him, Steve, for not bringing Tula back. But when you think about it, he really couldn't have bring him back anyway. Like, he doesn't know this. And I don't really know why Jesse didn't say anything. So, guys, if I'm missing something, you know, remind me because it's been a while. But, he, you know, he really couldn't have done that because, as, if you recall, to trick the Santa Killers, Jesse ended up giving him 1% of his soul. So that way he can kind of, you know, mortalize him a little bit so he could trap mm -hmm. him in that Sakosha truck, the armored truck. So he really couldn't have done it anyway. He doesn't have his power right now. I don't know why he just didn't tell Cassie that in the first place, but maybe they'll do that in season three. Like, you know, because that, that would save a lot of fighting, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other thing is that the other thing is that Jesse has turned, you know, he's basically turned to his only option now, which, again, is flush with. the Well, is it flush with the story? No, it's not flush with the story, but it's close. But. Per the, the, uh, the episode, of course, uh, the AMC preacher, Jesse has turned to his only option. And, of course, that's Angelville. And he's going to get some help from Grandma. We know this to be true because we're going to talk about it in just a second. That's where okay. we are. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long time since I've done this. So please, please bear with me because I'm about to give you a trailer breakdown. Prior to me doing that, though, I'm going to tell you one thing. I do know, Steve, the names of the first three episodes. Would you care to hear them? Okay, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say they're called 
The Amazing Journey, Next in the Story, and Jesse's Debacle. How did you know? No, I'm just kidding. No, that's not it at all. No, okay. Not even a little, Steve. That would have been amazing. That's okay. That really would have been been amazing, though, dude. Holy crap. Anyway, dang. (laughs) Go for it. Don't worry. You'll get it next time. It's your telepathy. You're still learning how to oh, work. Oh, no. It. I'm so going to learn. Not, I'm going to hit. It's going to hit one day for sure. I hope you guys don't mind spoilers. All it is is just the names. That's all I'm going to okay. give you guys. But um, right. episode one is titled Angelville. Episode two is entitled Sons of Bitches. And episode three is entitled <laughs> Gonna Hurt. Okay. I just want to give you that, man. They always have some fucked up names, though. Huh? Not fucked up, but like He Gone. They're very uh they're very vague. <laughs> they're very they're vague, vague until they're, you yeah. watch the episode. Exactly. We're gonna get some sons of bitches, possibly, and someone's totally. gonna hurt. That's what I know. And I do know All that right. there'll be an angel though. That's what I got yes, for you folks. Totally. Spoilers. Totally. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been waiting with on with bated breath for this brother to come back bated. and give you his breakdown. Dan has been sitting on this breakdown for a time now for this trailer. He's been practicing in the mirror, he's been shadow boxing, and he's ready to shake and bake. So I give you the man, the myth, the legend with the trailer for season 3 breakdown, Danith. All right guys, here's the trailer breakdown. I just saw this uh was it yesterday? Broke it down for you guys, and I hope you like. Steve, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So, guys, the trailer opens up, and we have Cassidy, who opens up the door to what is, we come to find out, his grandma's house. Jesse enters behind him. He's holding Tulip's dead body, and he calls out, Grandma! We get a shot of some voodoo paraphernalia. By the way, this trailer is very fast-paced, okay? Because you know why? It's a fucking trailer. But I'm going to go ahead and do this for you anyway. Yes. So we get this shot of this like voodoo paraphernalia. We see the snake that's coming down the wall and uh, some type of like vacuum bottle system. And I'm thinking that is possibly like going to be the extraction machine. Maybe, I don't know, you know, because we do recall that, uh, that uh, Madame Langeau or grandma, as we know, or is a soul extractor. So I'm kind of thinking that's probably going to play into it. They, I know they, if I know one thing, they showed it for something. I know that. Uh, but we hear, welcome home, Jesse. And Grandma, played by the lovely Betty Buckley, rolls out of the darkness. And there she is. And like I was saying, Steve, she's got a full head of hair. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a wig. Oh, I've, no, I've got nothing to base that on. I'm just saying if they don't, it's a miss. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Jesse says, please bring her back. I'll do anything. And then we see a hand touch Tulip's forehead. We get this close-up of Grandma asking anything. Now, this is actually what I'm talking about right now. Is And stop me, by the way. If you want to talk about anything, let me know, brother, okay? For sure. But um, when she says that, it's that scene where she goes, anything, and she comes out of the darkness. It's almost like they did it on purpose, but you see her face before you see her hair. Kind of giving you the hint that she could be bald. Again, could be, brother. Again, could be. just my yes. opinion, brother. Yes. By the way, this breakdown is sponsored by, it's not sponsored at all, but it's brought to you by uh, Drake's Denogonizer. Drake's Denogonizer. It's a double IPA. It's making me feel loose. Making my lips loose. It's going to make this real good for you. Sexy, too. He he also loves Drake a lot. But go on. He used to call me on my cell phone. Oh, my God. The fact (laughs) that you even know a lyric to Drake's song. That's literally the only lyric I know, man. It's it. That and some bad dancing, the silhouette on a video. That's all I know. I have a theory on this next part. Okay. Uh, Let's see. So I want to say one thing. So we get that close up of grandma asking anything. 
right mm-hmm. right then steve this uh if you watch the obviously you watch the trailer but uh yeah. this song kicks in now i didn't know this artist's name but she's an older like folk artist i believe her name is norma tananga and this song has popped up in two different things in just one week i recently watched uh taika watiti's what we do what is it what we do in the shadows oh so and you know when they start the credits for that the opening credits the song comes on it's called you're dead do you recall that one i do don't sing if you want to live long they have no use for your song you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and out of this world you'll never get a second chance plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead, stay dead and out of this world. I love that song, man. I just bought it on iTunes. I never heard it before until that movie, but then I, I just happened to watch it, and then it shows up in the trailer. That starts to play. We get a shot of the Angelville Plantation. The Angelville Plantation is what I'm supposed to say. And uh, if you guys recall, there was a chicken from Season 2, Episode 13. You remember the chicken that... At the very beginning, we had the young Jesse who stomped it out because he was pissed off yep. at it. Takes mm-hmm. it, he takes it to Grandma, and Grandma brings it back to life. And at the yep. end, the very end of season two, we see that chicken roll by. We see mm-hmm. the chicken again, and I'm pretty sure that's the same chicken, bro. So do you think it's immortal now? I do believe that it's – well, I just think that if it dies, they could just bring it back. So it's just a – regardless, it'll never die because they could just keep on bringing this thing back. It's like the Deadpool of chickens? Yes. And apparently they're not meat eaters because normally if a chicken dies, you just eat it. But like myself, we believe in animal rights, so they wouldn't do such things. I, however, enjoy a tasty yard bird from time to time. Uh, uh, smoked with some, you know, I'll throw a little apple wood on it, uh, get a nice rub on it. Uh, just so you guys know, a little fun fact about me. I have this one barbecue rub. And you know what it's called? It's disgusting, but it tastes really good. It's called these Nuts. And it's funny because you can put these Nuts on the chicken. But that's a whole other thing. I just want to let you know that I like chicken. Do you have any other predictions? Is that what you're... What's I, your, yeah, I what, actually hey, like chicken, though. I like chickens. Okay. I do, too. Um, like to eat it. I like to is, eat chicken. Check this out. Now, tell me if I'm reaching here. Let's do it. Norma Tanega re- sings You're Dead in a show starring Ruth Nega. Who happens Norma to Tanega, be... Norma Tanega... Ruth Nega, do you think that's on purpose, bro? Oh wow! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what, man? I think that's purely coincidence. But hey, it was a shot. If they could, if no, but if they could actually do that and and still come up with that dope of a song, that's some ingenious stuff right there. I love it. Hey, hey, hey! But dude, it's perfect for the trailer too. I don't mean to be a horrible man, but my lord, does Ruth Nega look good in this freaking trailer? She's a beast. She looks really good, man. Um, brand we have some, new. Like, they have we, her looking brand new. Which, which, because um, when they, on the trailer, when she, there's a part, uh, you know what, I'll wait till we get to it. I'll wait till we get to it. Because I, I, right, have, a, I have something to say about it. Go ahead. The next shot that we see, we have this alligator, and the alligator's hanging upside down and getting scaled with a big-ass knife. We get this wide shot, it pans out, and who do we see but Jeremy Childs, who's playing Jody. The shot pans to this bloody knife that he's holding, and in the back, in the I guess the foreground actually, you can see Jesse standing there. So I'm guessing this is going to be the first time that they meet. 
not meet, but uh, meet again is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I think Jesse looks scary as shit, dude. Or excuse me, I think Jody looks scary as shit. I really do. He does. I mean, for me, I just, if I take out the fact that he's Jody, he's an intimidating looking dude. Like, if I'm just like, okay, if I had to meet either Jody from the comic or this Jody, I hey, look, it's a toss-up. I probably would go for rocked-out Jody first, not knowing how good he fights. Brother, if I see some dude that has an alligator hanging, I don't care if this is in Preacher or if I just go to Florida or New Orleans and see this. Yes. If I see a big dude with the balls to scale an alligator, he's got my respect. I'm not messing with him Gee. Especially with no alligator trap in sight. I'd be like, oh, you just caught one. I just reach into the swamp and grab me this here alligator. Exactly. I'm like, where's your alligator trap? He just shows me a glove. This right here. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this right here, my alligator. <laughs> just, just grab it. <laughs> this right here, my alligator trap. The, yeah, I'm fighting buffed out Jody. I'm fighting buffed out Jody all day. This guy, he's one of these, like, this dude looks like somebody, if you punch him hard enough, he just kind of, um, like, you know, touches his face and is like, huh, that was interesting. And be like, oh, no. That was all I had. That was all Steve right there. You're going to have to do a little better than that. <laughs> it's probably one of those things where he licks the blood, licks the blood off his lip. Tastes exactly. It, gives him that look like, I saw you got. Oh, shit, look out. Yep, and then he Jody's says something scary. incredibly racist, knowing that I can't do anything about it anymore. I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> I used to have people like you hanging in my forest. I'm like, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I gave you all I got. What am I going to do now? I am an insult to all my ancestors right now. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you are. <laughs> exactly. It, it, look, like, it looked well, to be that situation entirely. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where we have to sit down and be like, can, now, can we, can we talk like grown men? Let's, let's fight. Why are we fighting? Why are let's we fighting? You... <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make nice. I don't know if you know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do a Cajun voice. I hope that's coming off as a Cajun voice. But I, I, it's really good. Well, thank you very much. But that's how I talk because I don't know how they really talk. So that's how I'm talking today. So that sounds Cajun. Yeah, dude, mean, that was pretty funny. Creole, you had me there for a second. You kind of, you kind of took me out of that. I, I had a whole like vision going on in my head of Steve Hudson in peril. Oh, dude, from Jody to Alligator no, Man. That is peril.com because there's nowhere I can go. I am on a dock. It's what open. you have to do is dive into the swamp and hope that an, oh another alligator doesn't get God. you. It's a bad situation. That's why I'm never going to New Orleans. And if I do, oh I'm certainly not going down to them swamps. Bruh, your boy is going to New Orleans, but we're only going there to visit the set. Wait a minute. That was supposed to happen. You know what? I should talk about that because I, I did push quite the campaign last season and uh, I failed. You got close. I'm not going to say why I failed. There's a good, really good reason why, but I sort of lost... I lost an end. Let's just say that. And no, so, but you got close. You talked to someone on the set, two people that had, you were one degree of separation. This is true. This is true. That really it, is good, dude. I got close, man. I got very close. I mean, that's impressive, dude. That is really impressive, but um, okay. All right. I'm not going to interrupt you anymore. Go ahead. You can interrupt me now all you want, sir. I'm just happy to be talking about Preacher again. Yes. Okay. So right after this, we get this, like the following that I'm going to tell you guys, okay? The, the next few scenes. There are all these quick flashes, so they're very quick. I just decided to break this down completely, so I hit pause a whole bunch on YouTube, but this is what we're getting, okay? So one of the scenes we get is we see Cassidy, who is inhaling an unknown gas at a kitchen table. He's got like a, uh, 
like a gas mask on he's inhaling yes sitting across from him it appears i think it's tc so if we already know that cassidy's a fool and he's excuse me guys that drake's already starting to kick in but i'm kind of wondering if if like when i saw that that tc's there and he's doing this i'm kind of wondering if they're going to have like some kind of alliance like we might get remember when um cassidy and fjord had fun in the hotel room do you remember that and that big yes that big yes, crazy thing i'm wondering if we're going to get something like that because cassidy always seems to like like bond up with somebody and i'm wondering yes. if it's going to be tc just a guess but again he was at the kitchen table with him why would he be i guess we'll find out we get another shot now here's what this is what i'm getting at i said earlier that i thought that jody tc jody and tc rather might be forming some crazy alliance now i just given you reason number one tc sitting at the table with cassidy but now we get this shot of what's called what they're calling the watch list quote unquote and it has a picture of jody tc and tulip among other you know other people are on there too but what's up with that so do you think that they go off on some crazy adventure somehow they're all tied together yes oh that's why you think that okay any thoughts on that um, predictions let's have some fun hudson i literally have zero i didn't even notice that really um i don't think they're together uh i think it's a different i don't think i will say i don't think they if i don't think they become like any sort of partners in crime at all well i would think that too i would but there's something that's coming up that tells me that we might be wrong about that okay 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 keep losing my damn place here ladies and gentlemen it's been a while since i've done a breakdown how you liking it so far i'm loving it loving it the next shot we got jesse sitting in a truck and he's just sitting there and there's this big ass bald dude that's putting a gun to his head that's very quick it's all we get uh we then it then goes to jesse and he appears to shoot something off the wall it looks like he's standing in front of grandma possibly in her kitchen or in her office or something like that and he shoots something off the wall and explodes and we see a bunch of red stuff fly out of it um grandma's sitting at this table I don't even think she like flinched with this, but then again, grandma's a G and I think you and I both know that scene. When you say explodes, what do you mean it explodes? Like he shoots something off the wall and we see it explode because it's been shot. Oh, so it's not like an explosion. Something, some kind of container holding something, some kind of liquid explodes and it goes everywhere. Okay. Got me? Okay. You got where I'm coming from gotcha. now? You're picking up what I'm putting now down. Now I get you. Right. So I'm wondering, is this like some kind of like power move? Because, you know, again, getting back to the comics, Jesse and grandma don't have the best relationship. So is Jesse just trying to establish some kind of power thing, trying to intimidate her, which probably won't go very well? Who knows? But that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. We get some scuffling in what appears to be like a swamp. We see all this brush and I don't even really know what that was. And I watched it several times, but it looks to me like somebody's running through some brush in the swamp. And then the next shot is Jesse, and he's sitting on this truck, the same truck that we saw him in where he got his, uh, you know, the gun pulled on him. And all of a sudden, this dude just crashes down. There's a bunch of broken glass. I'm assuming he's falling from the window, which would only make sense. And then we get this shot, and it's just, you know, now really, I'm like breaking this thing down to the T. So some of this is just like, okay, great, Dan. Thanks for telling us. But I'm telling you everything. So we get a shot of Cassidy. He's making one of his confused Cassidy faces. Then the next scene, again, remember, these are all quick flashes. We have, we, okay, getting back to what I was saying, Steve, we have Jody, and he's clearly kicking ass in what seems to be like some kind of a apartment complex or hotel parking lot, something like that. And we see multiple stories and room numbers, so I'm assuming it's either apartments or a hotel, but he's kicking ass. So we're going to see some violence coming from Jody, and I'm looking very much forward to that. 
So, and again, stop me if you need to, brother, because let's talk. For sure. Let's make oh, this yeah, happen. Because I, I think it's so quick. All these things are so quick that it's like nothing to comment on. Exactly. I have no idea. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. So like, I got I you. Know. Okay. We then get, it starts to slow down just a little bit. It does kind of go back and forth. But the next shot we get is this grave site. And we see a cross and it has Tulip's name on it. So I don't know what to make of this here. I don't want to give too much away. But we've already talked about a few things. And we know that, you know, Steve, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but you had mentioned that the, the trailer does give a big spoiler away. Yes. Did, did we already talk about that? Is there something you want to mention on that? Okay, cool. No, right, so it, yeah, we, we just like, we, we said that a spoiler does get revealed and maybe you guys haven't seen, uh, I think a lot of people have already assumed, okay, Tulip's not dead. Exactly. But still, keep us in the lurch for a while. Don't just show us in the trailer because I'm like, we know she's probably not, but don't just have her walking around. It was a little weird. Yeah, I mean, that's we're going to have to dock them out some points for that. But I don't know why. They should have just left it out because then people would have been thinking, like, is she dead? How are they? What are they yes. going to do? And, you know, There's so, no yeah. scenes with I her, think so that was she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, and I'm not being like the guy that's going to poo-poo the whole show or anything, but that was clearly a fail in my opinion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, so anyway, where was I? Yes, Jesse's at this at the site, and we see Tulip's name on this cross in the grave, and then uh, he's sitting there with Grandma, or he's standing there with Grandma, and this voiceover starts, and, you know, in unison with the scenes. And this is where Jesse, list, he starts listing names, you know, and he says, like, as soon as I get my power back from Star, we kill them all. The Grail, Grandma, that's what he says. And as, you know, he's talking, we're getting a shot of Star, we're getting a shot of the Grail, and we are getting a shot of Grandma. We get this great shot of, of uh, Star, or really what it is, is that we're getting a shot of a bunch of these hooded or cloaked figures. They're orange cloaked figures, and they're walking into what seems to be like this big hall or a temple or something like that. And then we eventually yeah. find out mm -hmm. it's Star. He reveals himself. He pulls the cloak off, pulls out a gun, and you know he's going to get busy. Don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to get busy because he's freaking hair Star. Yes. We see a man that's like running from a truck. Another quick flash. Uh, what appears to be Cassidy creeping in the darkness. We know it's Cassidy. Now, okay, I will talk about this for a second because I got super excited. Because I see this this figure kind of like lurking in the darkness, all hunched over like that. And immediately, my because we're an angel, my, my head goes to TC. And I'm thinking, here it is. This is where we're going to see. This is where we're going to see the nastiness. But as we come to find out, it actually, it's very, very shattered. But we can totally tell that it is Cassidy. And he appears to be eating something. What's he going to eat? Uh, I got a good feeling, but I'm going to let you guys Who figure knows? it out. Speaking of Cassidy, it then shows Cassidy. He's laying in bed. And then we get another voiceover, and he's like, I'm a bloody vampire in a voodoo Disneyland. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I haven't done Cassidy for a while. He says, I should be their main attraction. <laughs> and then we see this crowd of, like, a crowd of people that are gathered and cheering in this, like, really dark room. Almost like, picture, like, Fight Club, Steve. That's kind of what, that's what I was picturing. You know what I mean? It looked like, I don't know what they were doing, but you picture that, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I think that's that vampire group you were, you were wanting. That Le dead. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. We then see Cass wearing an umbrella. He's like wearing an umbrella hat and he's firing off a shotgun and TC is with him. So again, I think these dudes are going to be hanging out, having some fun. Just my, just a guess. That's okay. what I think. And then uh, we see Jesse jumping out of the way of a speeding car. Uh, Hairstar kicks someone in the nuts because, you know, it's always fun. And then it's the same scene with the cloaks, by the way. So I think this is all put together, but they're cutting it up and they're making it look like more than it really is. At least that's what I think. Um, we see Tulip with Jody. 
and she's firing off this large gun that completely obliterates an old fence. So I'm going to backtrack again, Steve. We've got Jody and T. Excuse me. We've got Jody and Tulip, and she's firing a gun. She's shooting. Basically, she's going shooting with Jody, with what it looks like on the trailer. And uh, we also have the wanted list or the watch list, whatever it was called. So again. Are they going to get into shenanigans, dude? Do you think they're going to go pull a job or something like that? Because, no. but no. Tulip, Tulip always goes rogue. Always. True, but, but also in the comic, there was a time where they lived there. He lived there and he did stuff for them. Even though he didn't want to, he was under their thumb for a while. And I think that's what's happening. It's just the normal, what happened in the book. Like they, they're, they're just there living and, and that's it. it's like, live this way and be fine, but stray from it and die. Yeah, something like that. Okay. But he's not he's not like let's chill. He there's a reason he has to stay there for the whole for whatever situation is happening. But he does not want to be there. I don't think I would have given it any thought, but then we do see them on this wanted list. So something yeah. apparently happened. Um, I mean, I, I would think if anything, maybe that they suckered them into being like, Oh, they're all together. They know that they're a family, maybe, but I don't think that they did any job together. I may be wrong, but I don't see that would be a such a deviation that I'd be like, "Well, how do you explain that exactly?" Unless the backstory is different. Well, it's going to be different. I guarantee okay. you, it's going to be different. I mean, I don't know, but I'm saying, why wouldn't it be? Everything else is with the show, so That's true. I that think they can do anything. There's no, there's no reason to change that backstory. He wasn't crazy. He was just evil to his. He was evil to him. To the core. Just totally to the core, but it wasn't like, you know, the whole, you know, putting him in a chest and all that stuff. That's it. But they've already shown that. They've hinted at that, so they can't change the backstory that much to the point Jesse forgets it all and does business with him? No. Unless unless someone comes for someone that's in my brain mm -hmm. comes for Tulip again. Right. Then maybe they fight him off. I don't know. Possibility. Or it could be that because, you know, they are forced, if we're going with the story from the comics, they are, for a period of time, they're forced to be on the plantation, no? Yes. So yeah. maybe maybe they're being forced by Grandma to do something. Yes. Maybe or they're being the, put yeah. on a task to do this in Tulip if you want to stay here. That's how that's what you have to do. Totally. It, it, could, it could be as simple as Hair Star putting them on a wanted poster saying, and we need to find all of them because if you find one, <laughs> you we know what find you're him. you're absolutely right. It could be that yeah. simple. You're totally right. Yeah, because it's like if we find them, we find the preacher. So put them on a wanted poster. Keep your eye out. Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen, figuring it out. Oh, I wish I did. We'll see. We move on to the next scene. Again, this is still that flash of things, but we see this. <laughs> it's it's a row of men in trucks, and they fire off a cannon, like a street cannon. It's a real cannon, but it's on the street. Call it a street cannon, Steve. I gave it that I term. Like that. Thank you I very much. You're, you're a gun person. You know this. Yeah, guy. you know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about when it comes to artillery and such. Of course. You have a lot of guns. Yeah, I like zero. But anyway, yes, I, it's just, I'm calling it a street cannon. Who knows? Okay. But that's what we have. So we're going to see some battling. Maybe it'll be like, you know, remember when uh, Jesse had the standoff in the church in season one? Maybe it'll yes. be something like that. That'd be kind of cool. People try to storm the plantation. I don't know why, but why not? Well, he's, he, he is... He is uh... What if the Grail tries to storm the plantation and then this is just like their, their legion of minions that are like firing at them with this cannon? That could be it. Um, but he is wide open right now. He does not have the word. He doesn't. So he can get hurt. He can get touched. He is not the Jesse that we know. Yeah, you know. No. You think they're going to just, side note, do you think they're going to get like 
get over that real soon? Or do you think that's going to be something that, because I mean, again, in the book, that's his, that's his secret weapon for everything. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so do you think that they're going to give him the word back soon? Do you think they're going to like put that baby to bed real quick in the first few episodes? I well, think they one should. Thing we, we did not see him. We did not see him use it at all in the, in this trailer. That's true. But maybe they're going to save it as like, you know, that's what, how he ends up escaping Angelville or something. Who knows? But that's probably I, what it's going to be. I kind of have this feeling that they're going to keep it from him for a while. I'm hoping that they don't, but I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Well, the only reason they're going to do that if they do do it is because it's a it's a Superman complex. He's too powerful. Like you can't make a story because everything goes back to why didn't you just use your laser vision? Um, I think the only reason they would keep this thing away from him for a while is because of the Superman complex where it's like everything comes back to if there's an issue, it's like, well, why didn't you use your laser vision? Your laser vision. You could have just done that and got out. So they're going right. to always be like, well, all you have to do is use the word and you win. So they're like, well, the only thing to make this, the only way we can make this interesting and if he, is he, if he doesn't have this superpower, that's it. Because otherwise he could just literally use that on everybody. Although, if I'm not mistaken, there's a reason that it doesn't work on grandma in the, am I wrong? In no, you're not. It, you are not wrong. And so I don't know why they don't just do that. They might even do that where they give it back to him real quick, but it doesn't work on anybody. It just seems to me like maybe they, I mean, I'm sure they did this for their intended reasons, but it seems to me like they painted themselves into a corner by taking that from him. And now you have this whole other story arc that you have to get through to make the story continue for season three. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. A little on the unnecessary side, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that, man, but I'm going to get back to my notes, man, because you know what? We're, right. we're, we're actually almost done with this, believe it or not. It's a trailer, guys. What did you expect? I think we've been doing a pretty long show, though, right? You're happy? doing a wonderful job. Are you yes. happy to have us back, guys? I'm happy to be back. Steve, are you happy to be back? As the crowd, as the crowd roars. Ah! Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to thank the Academy. Scene slows back down, <laughs> and we've got Jody. And Jody's with Tulip. And um, he asked her, he's like, what was it like? Now, this is why, by the way, I was doing the Cajun thing, because... To be honest, I probably should have heard it this way when I read the comic, but I never pictured him with a Cajun accent, and I do not know why. But he clearly has a Cajun accent in this here, and he says, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, so what was it like? And Tulip says, well, why does everyone keep asking me that? And Jody's like, you die, you came back. What else do you ask about? That's what he says. So, True. yeah, right? I mean, like, that's, you're kind of like the most important person in the room now. You are the most that's interesting true. person in the room because you are a technically a zombie. Kind of. So, uh, of course, I'm going to ask you about that. Did, she, did you notice how flawless she looked? Like, she got brought from the dead and looks flawless now. Like, reborn. Yeah, like, her her skin is, like, really good, bro. So, like, for zombie skin? And it, yes. yes. I'm going to go out on I a limb because purposely make it. I don't really know that many zombies, Steve. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just, because this is the one that I'm familiar with, you know, on a, on a more personal level. I'm going to have to say that she's probably got the best skin of any zombie I've ever seen. Except for the, maybe the oh. chick on, uh, what's that show on the, on the, uh, the DC channel. This is the, the oh, stop it. Stop. You know, I zombie. No, now, she's got a close. great complexion. No, but no, like but Ruth is way finer. Yeah. I'm just saying, I already, I'm telling you Ruth is way finer, bro. Can you give me that at least? Okay. Just making sure. Uh, yes. No problem. Uh, okay. We're all, we are on the same page, brother. We always have been. <laughs> so now see, this is where it starts to get good because we're getting these really quick. Again, it's going to be flashes, but it's, it's the trailer telling you. And if you like that, Get ready for this. And this is where we get this dimly lit shot of the Allfather who's sitting at this candlelit table. And the table, if you know the Allfather, he's like this massive, 
Okay, let's talk about the Allfather for a second. What we know about the Allfather is that he is basically the head of the Grail, head of Masada, or maybe he's just the head of the Grail. Let's say that he's a very, very big man in the Grail, and he's he's the um, he's who Hairstar answers to, and he's massive. He's this huge guy. I would say if I was just putting a number on him, I'd say he probably weighs close to like five hundred pounds. A normal human being that's like five hundred pounds. He's sitting at this table. This table is covered in food, and he's got servants waiting on him. So. As far as the Allfather goes, pretty much spot on to the comic. From excuse me, it's pretty much spot on to the comic. I I do have a question, Dan. What's that? Do you think they're gonna do the whole thing where he pukes and eats more? I certainly hope so, man. I think they need to make him as <laughs> gro- <laughs> they need to make him as gross as possible because he was a gross individual. You know what? He it does. Purge. He had puke yeah. all over his his yeah. bib or whatever. He had a bib on, as I recall. Puke all over it. Just disgusting. Eating chicken and like puking while he's eating chicken. That was gross. Yeah, so I certainly freaking hope so that they do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what? On a on a side note, ladies and gentlemen, we just went to phone instead of Skype, and I it it does make a difference. See, you're right. Now it's right? like we we're missing something now. We should have never done it because now it's missing something. Well, it was your idea, sir. We can go back to it if you want. I did not. I can't see the punum. You got to be checking the punum when we talk, dude. That's really how it works. <laughs> Yeah, guys, If uh, what we did is we had to actually take a break because we were having some issues with Skype. So we're going about this a little bit differently. It's going to be a little bit pieced together from about a minute ago, but we're back. We're rolling. But yes, it is a little bit different, dude. I do miss seeing your punim as well. Now, this next part, dude, is I, I was like, I, I didn't recognize it until you said something. I was like, oh, that's right. That is who it was. Because in my brain, I was ready to see a hall of, of debauchery. With yeah. Yeah, you when know. they, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be him when they first announced the casting, and I saw the picture. I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> it's finally happening!" But no, unfortunately, <laughs> it is not. Yeah, but we're not going to see Jesus Desad yet, or Jesus Desad. We're not yeah. going to see him yet. Uh, but yes, getting to uh, what Steve is talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is that we get this shot, and it appears to be the den of Acarius, and it appears to be the lair of Les Enfants du Sang. I said it right that time, I think. Nice. said it better than I did before, right? It just kind of flowed off. Thank you, Drakes. Carius is sitting there in a chair with ruffled clothing. He's got the, he, I mean, he looks like a Carius. So it he should be dope. exactly like him. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what it should, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, for some characters, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Preacher, man. Keeps you guessing. Like, why yes. is this like this? And this is like this, though. It makes no sense. But I, that's I can't that's preacher. Wait to see where they go with it, dude. I yeah, me neither. Him, me neither. Especially him, man. Now I think this is in the same lair as I'm calling it, or the same area where they're all hanging out. But we get this, uh, we get this shot of someone's like shooting. It's it very Bugs Bunny. It's like someone is like shooting a pattern of holes, like a circle, into a wooden floor. In which case, the people that are standing on the inner circle fall through into the next level. Very Bugs Bunny to me. But that's what happens. And then we get now, Steve. I think you'll like this part. If you're going to like this part, Steve, what I'm getting at is, ladies and gentlemen, we get this shot and this door opens up slowly and we see the silhouette. And who is the silhouette? None other than the Saint of Killers. That's right. Oh the Saint God. of Killers. Dude. Oh, my God. Now, even more important or even more exciting to me, because, again, different. The next shot we see, he's holding Eugene up by the collar. So he's got our face by the collar holding him up in the air. Where is the tie into that? We're getting our face with the saint now. So that means the saint is out of hell. 
I mean, I would assume so because uh, Jesse, I said. I mean, I'm sorry, not out of hell. He's out of um, he's out of the uh, the um, swamp. The swamp. And I yeah. still think there's only one person that could have let him out. Well, no, but they pulled him out. Remember? Oh, the Grail did. The Grail pulled him out. Remember, Hoover was and like then in Hoover dipped. Yes. So then they just didn't show him anymore. Yeah. From what I can remember, anyway. Yeah. Um, admittedly maybe we should have watched the season again but that's what i'm recalling that's what's pulling up in my head is that i think we just sort of got put on hold you know we didn't see any more saint for a while so now he's back we get the silhouette he's opening this door he's holding eugene up by the collar i don't know what's going on with that but it's intriguing so i'm down with it now we're getting to the the very end guys the very end and uh what this is basically is we have jesse okay do you remember steve and season is the last is the finale episode. And uh, there's this who I, I'm assuming was like an undercover officer. He pulls up to the plantation where a young Jesse's dressed like Colonel Sanders sitting there on a chair. This is where he kills the chicken. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's like, hey, uh, what do you say? He says, basically, he's telling him that he wants to go to the tombs. And he's like, the tombs are closed. He's like, I got money, man. I got money. He's like, nice try, officer. He's like, you scummy Lingel or something like that. He takes off. So, again... We get this shot, and uh, it's it's Cass, and he's in the dark, this crowded room, the same room that I was talking about earlier, and he's swinging a sword at somebody. So, is this the tombs? Is this is this Infants Toussaint? Is this like is he going to be battling vampires? Va- you know, is it vampires battling vampires? Is this going to be something that has to do I with Angelville? Yes, probably so. But I mean, that's I just I, I, if they're even kind of tying into the comic that's what it's gonna be but they weren't real vampires though i don't think they were real vampires no no they were wannabes i think most of them were if not all of them most of them were yeah yes but i'm just kind of wondering like is that what it's gonna be is it gonna be is it gonna be is it gonna be freaking you know him fighting these guys off in which case if they're all mortal then he should it should be a fairly good easy fight but here's the thing if that's in fact what it is the next shot, it's the same color scheme. It's the same dark room, but what at least it appears to be. And we have Jesse, who is in a top hat. And he's, it looks like he's like acting as an MC or something like that. You know what I mean? He's got like a, like he's like, a, like the MC of a circus or something. That's how it looks to me. And he's, he kind of like dips his, the brim down of his top hat. Yeah, I don't know what that was. So, like, okay. Vampire Fight Club would be dope. You know what I mean? Would be interesting. Vampire Fight Club would be dope. I'm just saying. And that's pretty much it, man. Like the logo flashes and then we give it gives us the debut date of June 24th on AMC. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Preacher has moved back from Monday nights to Sunday nights. It's de- debuting, I believe it's at 10 p.m. on AMC. And it's uh yeah, it's it's going to be a late one, dude. We're going to have some work cut out for us this season, guys. We're not even going to lie to you with the addition of Heroes of Noise. Um, we're still trying to find our way on how we're going to go about doing this. But rest assured, I'm crazy enough to make it happen and I know Steve's down for it too. But that's it. That's that's really it. That's the breakdown right there, man. That's all I got. And this, the thing is, I can't really say much about it because they didn't give us anything. The only no. thing, <laughs> and so uh, what I will say is, um, it definitely kind of it brought up just as many questions as anything else. I was just, I'm still kind of just like, okay, well, we know what we already knew that she's alive. Um, but we do know that Acarius is there and um, uh, All Father's there. So those are two additions that I was like, okay, well, the, and Jody and, and uh, TC. And so I'm like, okay, let's see what happens there. 
So I think this is just to whet our appetite of for people that only know the comics. This does nothing for people who have seen last season. Right. All it all it shows them was like, oh, I guess Tulip's not dead. That's it. No, I took this as full on fan service. That's They're it. They're like, look what we got. Look who's yeah. here. For and that's cool. That's Which fine. Is totally dope. Because we're the I ones, appreciate at, it. At this point, we're the ones watching. You know, we we're a lot of the we're a big chunk of who's watching. Yes, correct. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? I am very pumped, and I'm pumped to be back, you guys. So oh, we're back. We are definitely back, man. Um, that's all I got for this one here. I just wanted to I just wanted to pop on, guys, and we just wanted to talk to you. Say hello again. Let you know we're back. Things haven't changed. But when I say that at the same time, I'm not exactly sure, and Steve will agree to this as well, we're not exactly sure how we're going to go about releasing these yet. Um, we would really, we would love to just release them like right when they come out, or at least the day after. Uh, prior to this season, we actually released it two days after. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to go about this because we are not taking away, you know, we're, we still have the other show as well. Um, we'll figure it out as we go, but I'm not worried about it. So I think, I think we're in for a good season. Uh, we're in for a great time. I'm in for a lot of editing <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's it. And um, I will tell you this. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to figure out how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it because we love y'all so much, but Hey, this was the pregame for this awesome what I hope to be an awesome new season. Can't wait. We are, we love that we get to uh, hear all you guys' wonderful emails again, all you wonderful ladies' awesome emails uh, that you send us, all the questions. We're going to try to answer them as much as possible. Uh, we can't wait to do this season. We look forward to talking to you again. And that is all I have to say personally. But Dan always has the last word in this podcast. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the preseason special. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick wrap-up. I've mentioned this before, but why not mention it again? If you want to contact the show, please email us at asktheword_podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can reach us at at word underscore podcast. My name is Dan. You can reach me at DanQPublic. You can reach Steve at at se underscore Hudson Music. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, uh, freaking Libsyn, everywhere you can find us. I guarantee it. And please subscribe to the show. Leave some comments. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you want from us. And let us know what you're thinking of the show. Do you have ideas, theories? We want all that shit. Send us voicemails, guys. We love voicemails. And I think simply the way to do it, we actually, last season, we were utilizing a, a, like a voicemail line, one of those free Google lines. And it was just, eh. Honestly, what works the best, talk right into your phone, man. If you got an iPhone or a, or a freaking Samsung, like everyone does, record a little voicemail, drop it to askthewordpodcast at gmail.com, and we will play it on the show. Let's make it fun. Let's have a great season. And by the way, please subscribe. Like I said, go to www.heroesofnoise.com. Please check out our other show. It's called Heroes of Noise. We like it. We think you will too. If you like what you've heard and you've never heard us before, go there. All right? And uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tack this on because, Steve, as we agreed to, we we're going to go ahead and use this as our Heroes of Noise episode. Kind of a cross-branding, if you will. Again, my name is Dan Ramirez, and this is the part... I love doing this, Steve. This is the part where I tell you guys, thanks for listening. To the world.